0: My name is Andrew Counsel.
2: I view the world through the lens of a generational camera phone. I wake up as a black male and go to bed as a black male. I am surviving this never-ending court case we commonly call life
0: in the best way I know how. All right, welcome back um, to UN50. Uh, hope you guys have been doing well. Uh, we're still in Black History Month. Hope you're having a really good, happy, joyful Black History Month um so uh we've got some guests with us some community engagement activist folks they got a lot of stuff going on i'm going to introduce you to them in just a few minutes but i was reading through their stuff and by the time i got to read the first two lines sister was tired i was like how
3: do you keep up with that <laughs> <laughs> i was
0: like i had to stop reading i was tired <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh so harmony uh how are you doing I'm hanging
1: in there today. No, it was not today. This is how off I am as far as my schoolwork goes. But I started my last semester of grad school last mm-hmm. Monday. I mm-hmm. decided to log into Blackboard today, um, <laughs> but but we're making it. We're 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 checking through. I'll be done um, in May, so I'm super excited. Wow!
0: Congratulations. That Thank thing's you. The, you know, so I know somebody with half a brain now.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe even one fourth. I
0: mean, <laughs> Ooh, maybe the maybe two of us can make a full brain. Right wow! <laughs> oh, cool! So good! I'm, I'm so excited to to have these two individuals with I just met. I, I think what's interesting before I even start that I actually met Jameka Ebony. Uh she and I met. I think it's just kind of interesting that we've been in this moment and how we're still meeting each other, networking. Um, because I've not met her in the flesh. I've actually met her, got connected with her virtually, which I think is just interesting and in how we're still able to do that in this space that we're still networking and making connections. And I hope people, uh, kind of, even though, yeah, I'm a boomer, but I also recognize the fact that we still got to make connections so virtually, you know, the way that we, the way that we're used to doing it as a boomer. You know, is who you know, how you know them, but you usually are, are in a space with them. And it, I just, I don't know, I just want to say that, that it's just for me as a boomer, it's just different to be networking virtually and meeting folks. So I'm really pleased that uh, I got to meet you. So uh, f- <clears throat> this is Mo Zay and um, Ms. Shemeka Ebony, who I met through Boss Lock, uh Walter Gaynor. And so what I want to do is just talk a little about. met met her. She is an activist for community, women's, and children's rights, uh, the founder of Black Girl Magic Market, co founder of I Am Brilliant with her husband. And I didn't, you have to explain this to uh, Shemaka, PLE leaders. I think that's a different, that's also something. And and I don't know what the PLE, I wasn't able to figure that out or find it. Or is she lazy?
3: Which she didn't
1: know what um, HMU meant either, so you should not be shocked. Mm -hmm.
0: And she's a great experience.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Uh, PLE leaders and the crown campaign. So like, I'm going to let you talk about, you know, introduce your husband. So kind of go into a little bit more details about what you do, why you do. And, um, uh, and I am, you know, I think I put I am best. So let's talk a little bit about who you are. first. Absolutely. We, I am so excited to be able to hold space with several of these entities, uh, developing leadership, developing entrepreneurship, developing uh, mm-hmm. civic engagement mm-hmm. under several different what would seem to be siloed entities or systems. You know, we've been able to create a platform that serves as a think tank for thought leaders And through this, we're able to advocate for things like policy change to really protect people that are facing inequities as well as give voice and power to people with lived experience through work through the PLE Institute. What I do with the Crown Campaign is a a passion project because I have faced uh, hair discrimination, Mm -hmm. a violation of someone coming to touch my hair, Mm -hmm. uh, unwanted behavior in that capacity. And so that is... uh, an advocacy of my heart uh, pushing for the Crown Act, more specifically in North Carolina, but that is a national convening of grassroots leaders from across the country. Um, Black Girl Magic Market is another passion of mine. It is very really centered around Black women economic equity. And we're doing that through creating spaces for Black women uh, entrepreneurs, manufacturers of goods and services, and business owners to amplify their goods to an open market. Um, my my mantra in this community is that money is green, and so we don't discriminate on how you spend, <laughs> but we know that when <laughs> you spend it, it is going to lift up, centering Black women. Um, and so with that platform, we have pivoted in the pandemic uh, to offer that online uh, engagement to help vendors still get only, not only in front of their clients, but get in front of other new virtual clients by promoting virtual engagement and having sales and distribution happening online through the same social media platforms that we've been stuck having to communicate with yeah. in our normal. Right. <laughs> exactly. You sprinkled yeah. a little bit of uh, all of them that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, I was like, wow, Mr. y'all doing a lot. Okay, Mr. Husband. Um, Mr. Michael Stewart, Isaac Mosaic. Did I do it right that time, Harmony? You, you, Jeez,
2: you ain't never did it wrong, B.J. Right so, Co-founder
0: right of I Am Brilliant and Board Nation USA and CEO of Mosaic. So, kind of let us hear a little bit about everything you do along with your uh, better half.
2: <laughs> well, as you hear, Shemeka is pretty busy. So, yes. um, first and foremost, I, I take pleasure in supporting her. Gosh. And being able to help her in her endeavors as an entrepreneur. Um, I've been in entrepreneurship for over 20 years. Wow. Um, I started years ago as a youth. Um, I'm originally from New York, but I moved in North Carolina. Um, got involved with a lot of, uh, street team promotions. And then from there, kind of started my own businesses, started in the apparel industry had success early, and then, you know, had my ups and downs and learned so much. But years later, kind of running into this beautiful woman in community, um, Mm -hmm. we've been able to, you know, take a lot of our our love and energy as a family Mm -hmm. and show that within community and help and support people. So with I Am Brilliant, we're able to really help people illuminate their gifts and talents. I think sometimes when we look at basketball players and those who aspire to those positions, most young people will say, I want to be that person because mm-hmm. those people get a thing called validation. Right. And so what we're trying to do with I Am Brilliant is to help other people find a new kind of validation right. within their chosen gifts and talents that just need coaching and other things. I think we look mm-hmm. at a world right now with so many life coaches and we're like, oh, it's too many people. Everyone's doing it. No, they actually need it. Just like athletes mm-hmm. need coaches, mm-hmm. people through life who are trying to go to the next level need people who can direct them. Based on experience, and I think the more we understand that, especially for us as Black people, especially celebrating Black History Month, you know, from our African roots, my family is African. I take pride in that. My mother's from Sierra Leone. My father's Jamaican, and you know, in that, I, you know, I kind of stand on my cultural principles as a father, as a family man, and how I support her. And it's funny because you know, it seems to be unusual for people, but we want to make these things a new norm. Yes recorded. they know how to show up for each other, they all, you know, as a man, I know how to still take care of the kids as well as still handle my business. Yeah. So, you know, we yeah. have a great relationship and we call Woo. our family. But so
3: oh. we're excited,
2: you know, uh, we keep our kids involved. We travel a lot. So oh. uh, we're fortunate that we we're able to take the children with us. When I say children, we, we have six. six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoa, hers, six. An hour. Well hers, mine and ours. Yeah. That's still a
1: lot. Six of anything is a lot. But six children, what is the age range?
2: Um, we're oldest is sixteen. The next one is fifteen, soon to be sixteen. That's my daughter. So we literally like the Brady bunch is what we call ourselves, the brilliant bunch. We have we have two 10th graders. I have a daughter. I have two daughters that we came, I came in with. She had that's two insane. boys. And now oh, we have two that's together. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's
3: nice. what I was, 16,
2: 15, two 14s, a uh, three year old, and a soon to
3: be eight a. month. London. Bless oh. y'all's oh. hearts. Wow. I,
1: I was a terrorist in 10th grade.
3: I <laughs> was oh. a 16
1: year old. So I can't imagine having two in the 10th grade oh, and then right. two 16 year olds. Yeah. Like, I was. I was literally out of my mind. I feel like when you turn 13, well, I, like, right. I lost my mind at 13 and probably didn't get it back until I was around 17. So I can't mm. imagine having like several children at the same time. Like, God no. bless y'all. They're good
0: compared to
1: us. Like, right. God,
3: just, God gave us a <laughs> break. God gave you a break. <laughs> and
2: like, just like this, being black people, we were fortunate, we raised our children in community. Yeah.
3: yeah. And you were like this, DJ. we raised them
2: to not only know community, they know their fellow officer. Like we made sure we introduced our children to so many life experiences, museums, and mm-hmm. we, everywhere we travel, we, we make it a family trip. We always, like, we'll have an engagement, but we'll, like, do some kind of a museum or a park or uh, something to make sure that they're aware. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're intentional in building leaders that. that are going to be productive to really bring the result we want to see happen in the land at large. Wow. So that's what we do with I Am Brilliant as an organization, but we work like a family business, you know, so that was.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, and, and I know some people are going to be listening to our podcast and they probably won't watch this on YouTube, but... Thank God. I, yeah, <laughs> Thank I God. mean, you know, you forgot we were going to be on video, didn't you? I, no, <laughs> no, actually,
1: I did brush my hair. It was, it was in a bun all day today, okay. and I was like, I've got
0: to okay, do something. Whatever. But no, what I was here <laughs> to say, I don't Later. know whether you know You guys... Your smiles are almost identical.
3: <laughs> you guys are smiling. <laughs> are no, they like, look at each other. The same oh, yeah. like, oh my God. It's so horrible. Yeah, hey,
0: hey, yeah, I guy hear
2: you. I brought yeah.
0: this together. you. One thing I want to kind of talk, I mean, you kind of hit on a little bit, with when Shimeka and I talked about the yeah, I am brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, basically just kind of helping people find out what they're supposed to be doing. You know, identifying their gifts. Can you kind of talk about that a, a little more? Because I really believe in that. I mean, that that I think that's significant. You know, that everybody has something to offer. So tell me how, how that came about and how you cultivate that when you do what you do. Well, okay. All right. You start Um well I'll be happy to start that. Um for me breaking down the words of i am brilliant was so important to understand the context because so often we've been taught that brilliance is an anomaly like it is that elite thing that people put upon someone as if it's not uh replicable mm-hmm. so the real meaning of brilliant is a luminous And so I'm a firm believer that if you can illuminate, you can connect to what what you're passionate about, what you believe in, what do people come to you for? Because we've seen a variety of people that were just challenged at saying, I am brilliant. Mm. And so we didn't allow that to stop. We wanted to dig deep with them so that it can pierce and stay. Because once that light bulb comes on and you really catching that, it doesn't go away. The thought doesn't go away. It is like turning on the light. Right. So we've been assigned to turn on the lights, and then showing ways to plug that into your community for sustainable changes that we want to see. And now change isn't enough. We need transformation. And I am brilliant is the theory to practice of that to sustainable transformation.
2: Yeah, yeah, I see this right here. I'm ready to be the first gentleman right here.
0: I hear you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I tell
2: you, that's, oh yeah. Wow. But, yeah. I would just add, you know, just thinking about the journey we had. And I think just even listening to you and just, I, you know, I like to study people that I talk with and you definitely have a phenomenal life and career. And that's kind of what we've been able to highlight is that we've been able to find this bridge, um, between generations that when we look at traditional education or academia, we put ourselves through these kind of parable journeys that we have to do and, you know, some tenures and all these different, you know, buzzwords that we go after. And sometimes we don't realize that in the real core of our truth, especially our spirituality, we're all born with inherently what we already are supposed to do and be and what our name means and all these different things. And so we've created this workshop kind of process that's helped people to truly really work on those things because we all, we're human. We don't, this is not about us, right? We're going through our own process. Like I was mm-hmm. such a macular. Saying I am brilliant is a different kind of coming out, right? Because people are scared to say that they're special or they're, what they're passionate about or it's like, they're scared. People are holding it back and we give people a safe space um to really be able to express that and not have to compare themselves to society's standards of uh, mm. where brilliance lies, mm-hmm. and then show them how, I'm, I'm, you know, truly with technology, I'm a technologist, so, you know, I think about it, how technology is given anyone with any talent or gift, or at least any sense of humor, or even with a second career, an opportunity to build and take their brilliance and show the world, you know, and that's the thing we help people to find that spark. And how they can hone, hone that in. And it took a, a long career to do that.
0: Well, Harmony, well, you got anything? Because I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting ready to start. I'm getting ready to start asking on some stuff. No,
3: go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, You know,
1: I'm all about community. I say all the time that we are all responsible for one another. So I'm always so happy and joyful to hear that there are specifically Black families in this space that are serving as just these beautiful representations of, of what love looks like and what mm. we deserve to have in life. Um, so I think that that's absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm going a, I'm to a let you do your thing, BJ. I'm, I'm here to listen and observe.
0: No, that's, you know, that's a lot. You don't know, have to say something. I know you too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I want, I mean, we're going to get to the part, uh, Shameka and I kind of, how we kind of started connecting was the work that she's doing with Christine and Asheville uh, Public Safety. But, as I'm looking at your stuff, the part from uh community engagement you know uh, getting people involved, what does that look like uh the capacity building and those types of things so what I'd like to hear from you guys is and and I'm looking at this through the lens of law enforcement okay and and as a black police officer right so uh one of the things that we're trying to do with u n five o is to show that we are allies, like black officers mm-hmm. are allies because we're we're in we're in our community we see our community and we are our community um but we also see uh families and and you know single mothers and you know that are you know getting it done every day you know they're doing what they're doing what they need to do but and they want better and it's like i guess what it, not what am I looking for? How do you get individuals like that who are, who are all they can do is go to work, right? But they're they want to be involved in making a difference in their space, but they're they're just running and doing. So the thing is, you know, like how do they how do you figure out how to help our community who usually isn't in the room? They're not going to the budget meeting, um, but they deserve better. But their, their voice isn't in the room. So how do you get that individual's voice in the room to help them out? Because they can't, they cannot be there. So what, what does that look like as community engagement for that, for those individuals who are doing, you know, they're doing to do, working as hard as they can, but I, I can't go to no meeting. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't do that, but I, and I know I need to, but I can't. So what does that look like for you guys? um <clears throat> b j you bring up a really important part that I find time and time again when I hear from people they want to get involved but can't find the time right so depending on how we are engaging when if we have enough space to look at ways to come to where they are, so um having like kitchen table conversations like meeting them how they convene already and fitting. Fitting yourselves in what it already exists, and it takes away the pressure of feeling like because change is something new moves at the the speed of trust. I but, like that.
3: That's a t shirt. That's
0: a t shirt. That is a t shirt. I was on you could not get to it
3: fast enough.
0: So I think that's a good start with how to begin the engagement journey, I always lift up, um, we have assessments and frameworks to help support what engaging people with lived experience facing inequities look like, because that's who you just described. They are not only not able to have enough time to go to these city council meetings or county commissioner meetings, but they're also unable to know what's how many different steps have to be taken to give input on budget. Because that community informing is often what's happening in community from a governmental standpoint Mm -hmm. or a organizational standpoint. If I put up a flyer, then I've engaged, you know, and that's something that has to be broken down because that's not engagement, that's informing. Mm -hmm. There's an exchange, there's exchange of values and setting the stage that everyone's voice is valued. That's Mm kind of what I am brilliant it sets the stage for you. You're Not allowed to come in with your titles. You're not allowed to come in with your guards or protections. I don't, doesn't matter how long you've gone to school. We want you to come in in your humanness. Yeah. We recenter humanness because we miss the fact that we need to be human. Everything else. <laughs> if that's the one thing we have in common, if we're at odds against everything else, if you are just so against uh, connecting, then at least let's find common ground on that we're breeding human beings that have needs. Oh, yeah.
2: But I mean, no, but I mean,
0: yeah,
2: but I agree. You And I think to your question, I think, you know, my background in life beyond my cultural background, you know, I kind of have a different eagle's eye view looking at the situation culturally sometimes, first Mm -hmm. generation here. Um, I have a brother-in-law who was uh just recently retired after over 30 years plus in NYPD. Wow. I grew up around those guys and my father was a correctional officer. Wow. Um, So it's like mentality wise, when I grew up, I was a bully tough kid. Right. And, but I was a bully who bullied the bullies, you know, kind <laughs> of Brooklyn originally.
3: Yeah. And then
2: when I came to North Carolina, I kind of created a unique balance. And I think, relationship has always been key to it, I think, especially intergenerational relationships. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to young people, I think, like Chemekin brought a good point, trust. I think establishing trust, we have too many horror stories on how violation of trust have happened and happened in our communities, whether it's a law enforcement, whether it's a family member in so many ways. And so what we're trying to do is get people to take the brilliant light that's still in there and help them repurpose it. Because sometimes the traditional way we educate ourselves Mm -hmm. and inform ourselves can lie to us. And it doesn't necessarily feed who we truly are in character development. And so Mm -hmm. what we try to do with I Am Brilliant is try to help bring that greater character to the surface. So like Shemaka said, though I'm showing up as the human, here's Mm -hmm. my my coat of arms. Here's what I stand for. And I think sometimes people have a misrepresentation of a narrative. I call it the stereotyping, right? So we want to throw out buzzwords, and the biggest one of all that scares everyone's racist, right? right. You say racist in it. I'm not, you know, I am yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of line, but I call it stereotyping, and I say it, it's kind of if you think about it, like you watch on those television movies, and people got their eyes bugged out, and they're being watched something over and over again, and I call it the three-headed uh hydra, which is the news stations that are there. And what they do is they're kind of driving people to a narrative based on information that makes the brain feel like it's been informed and like, you know, but you're really being directed.
3: Mm. And
2: what I am brilliant is hopefully open up everybody's real clarity within their own mind, but connected with their emotional intelligence. Because a lot of times, even when you come to city council meetings and we, I mean, this is, this is what we do in terms of. Like we're immersed in business rooms, boardrooms, community rooms, city council, and you see the same trends. And one of the things you always see is either people's fear to come to a podium and to say what needs to be said, um, not feeling that they fit in. And Jamaica said it always, if this is truly a democracy, Mm -hmm. then how are we not going to meet people where they're at? That's right. Everyone's participation. And Mm -hmm. as far as what you're doing with UN5O, like I said, there's a great. Around here, but trust does have to be reestablished. Mm-hmm. I think it's a unique kind of conversation because we all have law enforcement that may be family members. And then we're dealing with communities that have been kind of brutalized. And And I grew up in a rough area, so I understand the extremes of what poverty yes. look yes. like. Yes. And then at the same time, to mature in what this country offers, I think we have to create that openness to the brilliance that's always in the room, whether it's a child, someone who's a boomer, or how we kind of bring it on. That's what we're trying to bring, that intersectionality, to really help us all grow to that next level of society that we, we are inheriting. We're inheriting it. You know, I would say the New World Order is either going to be written with all of us involved, feeling like we're capable, or someone else is going to ride it for us, you know? And that's what we're trying to let people know. The New World Order is being written. It's just now you're to wake up and realize that you're brilliant enough to walk into who you are, regardless of where you're at in life right now. And if you don't know how to do it, we'll help you shift to what that looks like.
3: Wow.
0: I love it. I, just, I mean, that just makes... I think uh, what hit me was when you said, is that uh, we go where they are. You know, you, you know, whatever that space is. Cause, you know, from my perspective, I, I know we, people, when they want to do community stuff, is like, you got to come here. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> you know,
0: you got to come to City Hall or you got to go, whatever. Come to this and, center. Come to the <laughs> center. You know, yeah. but, you know, we got to, we got to figure out how to go where, where our folks are to give them this opportunity. And then the other thing, and I guess you guys would also have some say about this as well. The other piece of this is that we have, you know, folks coming in. Um, and then I think you said this when we were talking the other day, they coming in and they do what they do and then they out. (laughs) You know, and it's like, where did y'all go? And, or either they run in and take care of something of crisis that may have happened in that community and they do a little warm and fuzzy for, you know, a couple of weeks and then they out. And, and what do you do with that? You're not making, you know, so how do you, you know, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how do you guys work with, how do you do what you do based on this tradition of, okay, this community, this black community is experiencing this crisis. Let's run in and do this for a couple of weeks and then we're out. You know, how, how, what's the voice? Do you guys have a voice? that go, okay, slowly roll, y'all. Yeah, they had a crisis. Uh, but y'all need to sit here. You know, don't don't go nowhere. You know, <laughs> I, you, slow you, roll, you <laughs> know, slow your roll. So, you know, how how what does that look like for you guys? Because that, that's that's the way things are happening. I mean, I know that. That's that's just that's just the way stuff works, mm-hmm. right? It's within limitations Um, because usually a timeline is tied to yeah. a outcome or result, as yeah. well as a budget cycle. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, right. so. What I see in those opportunities is helping the readiness on both sides. One of my minimum expectations when working with organizations and community is that I'm not there to fix the community. I am there to partner and align and give them an open door to amplify what they've probably been saying the whole time, but have been blacklisted or ignored because of their uh experiences of feeling unheard and how they are showing up when they do, you know. And so it's kind of breaking down those walls Mm -hmm. and opening doors and taking it off the hinges so that when I leave, it's not that you felt that I was there and I need to come back for you to keep staying on this journey. But while I'm there, I'm going to create some, saying we're going to co-design a sustainability plan that has those that are most impacted with these inequities uh, most experienced of those harms they're going to be there co-designing as well and mm. so the capacity building goes on both ways because we we don't want to train and support and lift up community leaders or influencers and then put them into the hands of an organization that wasn't ready
3: right. and that
0: Readiness shows up when there's harm caused or there's no safe space or there's a lot of jargon or there's a seat at the table, but your voice is muted right. you know, there's no power, you know, so I deal with readiness on both sides so that there's internal readiness to receive that partnership and co-design and then external readiness to deal with the jargon, expose some new language of this culture and how you move, you know, ultimately we need policy change whatever that looks like, how that is amplified. And those that are not at the table of those changes that are happening are the ones on the receiving end because someone's looking into their situation, identifying what they need based on what they have and is not necessarily prioritizing what they're saying would be important. So I see different versions of that across community, but the best opportunities I've seen for good sustainable outcomes that are those that are willing to be at the table for a while because it's not an overnight thing. It's not a checkbox. It can't. You can't invite me and want a checkbox experience. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> so you ain't having that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: but. no. But for sure, I mean, I think you know the experiences have been lively in terms of how we engage. Mm-hmm. I think. I think our unique approach as a team, both me and Shamika, with our unique experience. We understand the value of going to leaders that are at City Hall just as much as it is to go talk to the nightclub owner. Yes. And really get a beat on what it is, who's who, yes. why they're who they are. Mm-hmm. Understand who their big mama was. And yes. Really. Yeah. Understand mm-hmm. the, the, see, if you really get down to the, the textures of African-Americans, American, is commonality. There's a lot of patterns of commonality that come from our origin and our roots. But the problem is we always keep wanting to act like there was, like slavery was an it and it was never an it. We were always fighting out of it. We were always, we were just in bondage, mm-hmm. fighting out of it. We were, all, we were never content with it. It was never a thing that was a content moment. Mm-hmm. And I think now we have to understand that regardless of the time, we have to, I am mean, bringing more importantly for me, is not that it's just an African-American thing, though. It's an awakening thing. And it's mm. an awakening thing because we're locked into a system where the rules were already written. The system's not broken. It's working the way it was designed. That's to work. right. That's right. And we have to call that out. And this is one of the few times, especially when we see how the three-headed Hydra and all the other voices that are out there created such a, as they call it, insurrection towards what people were angered towards. We have to get to a greater sense that we have to realize that our current system, though we want to protect them and covet them, just like someone's pipeline or something like that, it's corroding the, the, the seawater. And we have to realize that these old things are poisoning because it's nostalgia. Even now, how people saw so my kids in virtual school. Oh my God. Because we, the system that we protect from our jobs and how we're forced to work and how we're underpaid and all this stuff is the same thing that caused the problems and the ills. And it, and just like Shemek, now that we're aware of that, before I can say, okay, we weren't always allowed necessarily to walk into the rooms and the libraries and the law schools to know this. I'm fortunate to utilize platforms to talk to some of the greatest law minds and thinkers that are in this country. And I love technology, as I stated earlier. So we keep a wide range of how these things are converging right now mm-hmm. for our good, right? right.
3: But we have yeah.
2: to, the one thing I would say, BJ, is with I Am Brilliant, the goal, and Shemeka first, really crafted it because she's the true initial architect because it kind of even brought me to life. What I realized is that it made you assume the positive affirmation immediately. I didn't have to wait till after I completed a test or till I'm degreed (laughs) up or Mm. till I get the higher level (laughs) position C-suite. It affirmed that me right now, regardless of what community we took this to, from New Orleans to New York City to the Today Show, to the LA, to Skid Row. You understand? We've been able to find a common thread that these people have felt an awakening of possibility just because we created a positive affirmation that we didn't tell them they had to go through a long line to achieve. You are brilliant now. What are we going to do with it? And it changes the conversation. It changes Mm -hmm. the readiness level. Mm
3: -hmm. And it gets
2: people to a place where we can do, right? It's a Mm -hmm. can-do spirit. That becomes possible. No longer negative thoughts, no longer divisions of partisism, just we can do this. And that's what we've been pushing and we've been fortunate to take to a lot of political leaders and other people as we're leading this charge of this movement because we people need this feeling. They need that validation right away from their pure existence that it was purposeful for this democracy to be what it's supposed to be on this Black History
3: Month and beyond. Right? (laughs) Me. Can What's I say? Name?
1: Can I do the city girls? Period.
3: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can.
1: I was muted before, so you couldn't hear me. But I was like, "Period," and I was doing my hand and everything like out of the way. But I felt it. I felt it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh man, yeah, that's, that's uh, wow, this is huge. And I, I know again because I look. Uh, this whole thing that we're trying to, to create this series called We Are Allies. I mean, I think people forget that it's black officers, correction officers, and stuff like that. Um, not that white my white colleagues and white peers don't see this, but but as a black law enforcement, I'm I see our community, right? And I see, yeah, I see the pain, I see the trauma, but I also see the beauty, you know, that's in the community and it's, and it's trying to recognize that. How do you you know move that forward? Because it's, it's it's there. And uh figure out how to tap that, um, but it's difficult to tap that when there's so much other systems that are oppressing that on top of that. So it's kind of you know hard to see the brilliance and the beauty or for them to even see it in themselves, because they're just, you know, as I say, I'm tired of being tired and 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 that begins to have an impact on wanting to to you know to show their brilliance. And so for me, it's like, okay, how do we do that? And you guys are doing that. And I and I think that is so awesome, uh, that you I, I I love it. I mean I'm I'm glad that the universe saw fit to have us through, you know, Walter and Christine. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So I kinda wanna go ahead and talk a little bit about this Asheville piece. Okay. Um Do
1: you guys live in Asheville? Is that where you're based?
0: No, No. we're based in a triangle. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, what shows she doesn't read the notes that I sent her prior to (laughs) reading (laughs) that? But I love her anyway. You know, it's
1: a miracle that I can even find the Zoom link login. Every week, I'm like, where is this login? Am I going to be in on time? And by the skin of my teeth, I make it. So
3: you're not wrong. I did not read the description. Oh,
2: no problem. We encourage all people to Google us, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure you have all, all we connected. Oh, my God. I got to love it. She's a millennial. But anyway, um, so just this actual piece about you guys went in. um and, and had this conversation, and I think it's just really interesting about how to bring them to the table. We talked about what what is it you know what was that about? I mean, kind of give us a little bit of what you guys did, you know how you connected with, with the community and I think Shemek and I were talking about um you know that language and you know try, you know it's all about trying to figure out how to get this law enforcement reimagining law enforcement but and and hearing what reimagining looks like. For the black community, their voices need to be at the table. So, tell us, just kind of give us a little bit of detail about that. I might go in a little bit more about this, you know, the conversation, but tell us about the Asheville Public Safety journey. Yeah, so um, to give some back history, uh, before we begin the engagement journey with my firm in the fall, they had begun earlier in the year looking at ways to address the upcoming budget changes. Um, During the same time, there was a lot of things going on in community with unrest uh, between law enforcement and uh, March uh, protesters that were uh, being harassed and harmed or um, uh, items being destroyed. So there was some community tension around that. And so uh, there was a group out of Asheville, Black Asheville Demands, that were uh, put together and released. And the city manager and the team paid attention to those demands. And they began looking at what they could do most immediately to create change one of the things that we had to begin with was I think there was a demand to defund the police by a certain percentage, a very large percentage. And that was something that the city manager could not commit to do. But she did commit to reallocation and redistribution of funds um, based on the their proposals that they made within the budget. Um, Asheville has also been identified um, based on a city council proclamation that they're having a lot of work done around. Um, Juneteenth and reparations for uh, Black citizens. And so having Black citizens, um, other people of color, other minorities experiencing inequities, having them at the table uh, during the reimagining public safety process was them pretty much asking, what is important to you? We ask questions like, you know, what should the police department be doing and what should be reallocated or reassigned um because there was a lot of interesting community partner uh, organizations being amplified to provide some of the services that the police were showing up for um and then the other component of that was who's missing from the table still mm, and
4: yeah.
0: so hearing that uh hearing who's still not being reached and because a lot of because we were doing this in the pandemic, majority of our engagement was virtual. Mm. Um, For me, my firm focused on finding the influencers and community leaders in the community that had Mm -hmm. already been trying to engage, already maybe leading groups. Um, I connected with them online in virtual spaces, reached out to the organizations, what needs do you have? Because again, for me, it was a priority to make sure that while the city is, while we have the city's attention, Mm -hmm. let's amplify what needs to change more sustainably out of what I've been brought. Engage for me coming in, I want it to be a sustainability project. Not that you can't wait for me to come back, but you got (laughs) to because you found yourself in it and this is your thing now. You know, that's that illuminating part. Um, so a lot of the work that we're doing around capacity building is internal with uh department leaders as well as external, reaching out to those influencers and um, bringing forth this opportunity to have a community engagement academy that will amplify uh, when these meetings are happening virtually. Even if you can't meet, come to that meeting. Now you can actually look online and review it. You know, Mm -hmm. become aware. So there's Mm -hmm. ways that we can do to work around anyone's schedule when it comes to the I can't. like I have an abundance mindset. I do this work from an abundance mindset. I don't take on the identities of anyone else's oppression or what they assume I should mm-hmm. not have capacity to do. Cause obviously, as you can see, I can do all things through crisis. <laughs> <just> <laughs> to right. oh, yes. 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 No yeah. limit. <laughs> I hear
3: you. I hear you. Well,
2: and definitely. And it's, it's always a balance. I think that's a support mm-hmm. system that being a couple yes. allows for us to have that things for us and decision-making has to be immediate for us to make all this come together with mm-hmm. children who are virtual
3: yes. at
2: different age groups. And yeah. so even supporting a project like this, we're excited. Um, and we definitely love the team that has been able to come together around this Amazing team. Um, mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. seeing what Shemeckle was talking about sustainability, I think a lot of our principles come from the new world, the new market of technology, and, mm-hmm. and we're a new hybrid, right? Over the years, me and Shemek studied a concept called B Corporations, which were like benefit corporations. And though we're not structured like that today, the mindset was structured for us that we wanted to make sure that though we we, want to earn our worth, we also make sure that we're leaving something that is of great value Mm -hmm. that will change the land, as I spoke before. Mm -hmm. I think I can't stress that. And I think our backgrounds in the unique way of how we were together by God, um, to say that we are able to say, I am brilliant, but you are too. Yeah. I am, but you are too. And that mantra is there to help people to realize, like, am I really standing in my way? I think that's yeah. the
3: key. Yeah. I think
2: sometimes standing in our own way. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you know, everyone should have the feeling of writing an executive order every day of their life
3: yeah.
2: not waiting for one person to do that but they are brilliant enough that you can have an executive order every day in your household within your family for yeah. yourself and that yeah. in itself can change the community around you and i think that's the lasting effect right is that the way our language penetrates
3: mm. right
2: we know we have to go in there as translators right. so we understand what the practices have shown you to do but remember it was just a practice Now we're coming in here with a game plan, and with that, we're making sure that we're showing how people's voices come together Mm -hmm. in this beautiful puzzle called fairness and called resource sharing. And we have to acknowledge the historical truth, but we don't have to always make them so present that they're the continuing replay tape of reality. We have to change that. Mm -hmm. So we have to both educate and inform of past deeds and then undo, but we have to continue to understand the winners and the leaders and the, the politicians and the different people who are changing literally in front of our eyes that are going to put the policies in place. I mean, you were an example of that, BJ. Like, I mean, you are brilliant. You're, you're, <laughs> you are You are brilliant. Impo- you're yeah. impossible. You're impossible. Is a perfect... If you listened to what everyone would have told you couldn't do, you would not even be here today As you're going into your next blessing, building this, this series for yourself, because the vision of what you're doing right now is to unite people. And I think with my nickname, as I told you, Mosaic, that was always my goal was about unity. Mm -hmm. Until we understand unity, we don't have community. Until we don't understand communication, we don't have a community. And those are the key components. Communication, Mm -hmm. unity, community. And we have to communicate with different people. And that's the light that being brilliant brings to you. I would say like the sun, you know, as we learn from that scientific approach, I always find a way to connect whoever in the audience Mm -hmm. needs a different way of seeing what brilliance could look like. But there's a gravity that starts to pick up around something that holds the abundance of brilliance that a sun holds, the light. And when you light, people come around you that are meant to be around your orbit. And I think too many times, we're always trying to get everyone to agree. No, let's get the ones who do agree, and work really, really diligent for those who you know need it.
0: I love that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I, thank you for for those kind words. I, I thank really you. appreciate it because. Meaning. Yeah, I think, and you're right. I mean, I think we do. Well, I know what I do. I stand and get in my own way. I me, because sometimes it's just difficult, and I have to go. You know what? I got to do what I got to do. You know, I got to do with the universe and what my charge is, and. You know, look, you know, and I have folks around me, Harmony. I give her a hard time, but she, you know, makes sure that I do. That I do
2: you it. hear her name, right? <laughs> I, mean, that, I know. Right? <laughs> I am brilliant, principal. We'll talk about another time. <laughs> <laughs> right, my mom says that name. she probably
1: shouldn't have done that. She was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, too late. It's my name now. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Nothing you can that. do about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think what I, what I like, what they uh, I mean, you guys, everything, I agree with everything that you said about what, what for me is just what you guys are doing is, I, and Samantha and I, again, talked about this offline before we did this. I, I don't really have the capability. Of, you guys are the experts on this community engagement piece, right? I mean, you know how to get people, you're teaching them the language, you're teaching them how to use their gifts and their brilliance and not pay attention to what was, but what can be different, how they can be a part of making something change and not you know, get caught up in the past and then changing that because it's ever evolving, we're moving forward you you guys are helping them see that and how Mm -hmm. to be a part of that and I think for me that's just huge especially for a couple of communities that I'm working in, They're small community right, and they have individuals who are getting the work done and trying to figure out how, I'm sitting there going, sometimes I don't know what I mentioned, it's like, say this you know Mm -hmm ask this you know to 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 the powers to be so you can get what i feel like you need but you're what you're saying if i'm hearing you correctly uh you do that you know you 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 sit down with those influencers and those can find them and then you help them do what they they're already doing it you just kind of help them take that to the next level and and one and I kinda, for me it's language it's like a, it, and you know, you and I were talking about there's a language, it's a Poco language. I mean, there's just a Poco language. And so trying to figure out how to help uh, folks speak Poco so they can get what they want, that reimagine what that looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. Defunding police. Um, I don't cringe from that at all. I think if you want to defund, defund. But what does that look like? And we talked about, you know, the budget. That is not a pretty thing. I mean, it's boring, you know, you, 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 I mean, it's just a boring thing, but you got to be there. Mm-hmm. So you, you find the, what I'm hearing you say, you find the influencers in those communities and help them navigate that. Is that, am I kind of capitalizing that or am I being too? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There could be people that are already convening that need what you're saying. Like what comes to mind to me are packs in communities. Mm. So, um, I know Raleigh has a pact, Fayetteville has a pact. I've worked with uh, those leaders and some work with North Carolina Black Women's Roundtable, and they're not necessarily willing to to create kumbaya space for law enforcement. Yeah. Um, But I think some first steps in um, even just beginning that trust building are to have opportunities to support what they may already have. There may be some language that they are trying to present as proposals, or maybe even needing to know that you can make this recommendation for a policy change or these add-ons, creating something that they can know what's possible, and then Mm -hmm. they'll know what to ask for, and they'll Mm -hmm. know um, how to be strategic in looking at how to continue to engage your organization for the long term, you know, mm-hmm. that building those bridges is like a, a two part thing. Right. So even with Asheville, for example, we had a separate law enforcement meeting that was closed. No um, residents or uh, were a part of that, right. but we wanted to give them space as citizens to share their input and feedback. What are they tired of doing? What, <laughs> what needs to, to stop? Yeah. Where can yeah. they get some help? How are they being supported? What mental health resources are available? What do you need from city council? So we created a separate space right. um, and that was facilitated by Glenn Thomas. Uh, and that was really an opportunity to begin healing space for them, right? right? You know, separate from, you know, the unheard people that may very well attack. And then also in those spaces, building on the on the sense of trust, I, I ask and lean back into you and Five-O-O, how can your organization create those safe spaces like that for the law enforcement that are allies so that they can have a, a space to exhale, breathe, talk about their frustrations that shouldn't necessarily be privy to external, you know, because that's some they need safe space too. So speak, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But it does. It does. And I, and I appreciate that because that, yeah, that, that's another piece we're starting to work on too. I mean, they just, because there's a lot going on in law. I, you know, I've been out of law enforcement since 2010 and I just can't imagine being in law enforcement during this moment, you know, and I'm talking to some yeah. of the folks in these, these communities and, and some law enforcement. They, they can't even, nobody wants, they can't, hiring is is just, you can't find anybody who wants to be the popo. So because it's just too much, it's just too much it's overwhelming it's well, it's overwhelming, awful. yeah, I mean, especially if you got somebody that really wants to do the work the way we believe it should be done, mm-hmm. but then all these this external stuff that's going on i mean they as soon as they walk in and put a uniform, they're seen that they're viewed as the enemy by the community. who wants yeah. that you yeah. know but but their heart's in the right place, and it's like so anyway, so yeah, so I appreciate you saying that because there there needs to be a space for officers to exhale. Cause it, it, it's with everything else we gotta look at. And then on top of that, we're viewed as, as enemies. And right. you know, even when I, yeah. looking at being an ally, if you don't have your space to heal, there'll be toxicity that'll come out of you unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Even in wanting to build that trust because you haven't, it, I call it leading while believing. Mm. So that takes a lot of art and concentration to, give someone detailed instructions on how to fix you when you're bleeding so on the community side there has to be some space for healing there has to be some conversations to be heard and the readiness of those offered officers in that room at that time is just as important and valued as the readiness of the people to cause no harm you know it's like if you could have a a a an object that can absorb all of the energy in the room from both sides and then throw that out and then everybody can get that. We can rush to get to that, but because um, oftentimes communities aren't investing in the time it takes to really create sustainable uh, safe spaces and relationship building with that. Wow. You
3: know?
0: So that's the yeah. truth. Yes. People aren't putting money where their mouth is when it comes to what equity work really looks like. Wow. And I think, <laughs> I mean,
2: you know, I'm going to let that breathe, (laughs) you know, I mean, because it's just so amazing to see that the will and the manifestation, meaning that we're in a unique place and it is, I can only imagine, like you said, what law enforcement have to feel like to go from being seen as the hero, right? Mm -hmm. And how we depicted it over the years is seeing the viral adaptation of uh, showing people a bad car crash over and over and over and over again until it becomes even brainwashed. And that's what I mentioned earlier. And I think my, mm-hmm. so my background, I know you asked us and our careers are way too extensive to really go through, but yeah. I have an extensive media background. And I started, mm-hmm. you know, like I talked about marketing
3: and, mm-hmm. you know,
2: and working with the things that created the first influencers, which were the musicians and those kind of things, I understood that early cycle. And then mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to see how technology played into it, which is even playing on to some of our current dialogue about the Facebooks and the influence these things are having in terms of, you know, kind of rewiring people's thoughts and what we see. And all this is, again, this is about the, the cross sections. And what we're doing when I am brilliant is what I call the reboot. People need a reboot right now. Because Mm. the machines that we're holding, even this clarity of video right now is getting more intelligent than (laughs) we are on some level. And so the one thing that we can do with I Am Brilliant is make sure that at one moment, I may not win an Oscar, but that one person at one time with that sign told me I was brilliant. And they told, they helped me remember a story about something I did as a child. That Mm. remember when my teachers used to, you know, we find so many amazing stories And if we understand that our stories are weighted in gold, you know, I had the luxury of speaking to a group a few days back and I was saying to them that if black Americans, if anything I can give as a gift for black history, Month is to realize that you came to this country with a value. And when you found this stumbling into this concept that they made up called freedom, understand that value has never been lost from your abilities and your gifts. And so what we're trying to do now is Shemekka, she's the community person. And mm. as we've been working in 2020, um, as we've had to look at the pandemic and what people really need, I'm entrepreneurship, right? And as I call I call it entrepreneur There's another kind of entrepreneur, you know, where you're going to go there because that's a transforming energy that people need. They need, once I'm told how to be a great leader and I show up to those community things, I still have to make it to work for somebody else. I don't know how to not only make a business, I don't know how to become an employer. And those uh-huh. are the additional shifts. So we do workforce development programs. So we have so much that 2020 allowed us to do our homework even more. Right. Put okay. together some glorious projects wow. and toolkits and workbooks that are gonna empower people in 2021. That's what we call the game plan. Cause we mm. can't focus to make sure that people have the right approach going into this year. And then we don't look at this as a defeated moment in human society, but what we call the greatest opportunity ever to not only see things the way it should have been, but still can be. And that's the way we we can move going forward. So law enforcement, what you're doing is a, a, a beautiful symbol towards this, this next movement, you know, I celebrate your 25 year anniversary. I celebrate your, your, your 50 because it keeps going and you set something in motion to have these conversations with great leaders that are trying to connect with the, the dualism of the community where we understand that they're all human from yeah. whatever side and we don't want to point yes. things. You're the bad one, yes. but how do we stop the problems yeah. and be great <clears throat> that's what we're about. With our
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that whole thing about just being human, you know, that, that just resonates with with, with me. So I mean, we just gotta—that's what we are. Just, we just—we gotta meet everybody. About I, I'm a human being, yeah, you know, and and you know, and I appreciate again your kind. Of well, I can see why you're a motivator. You know, I, I was reading it about you know you you change the atmosphere when you walk into the room. Is
3: what you
0: <laughs> And so and I can I see, people. I can, yeah, I, can but I see love it. people, you yeah, know, in my
2: heart, you know. I can just, see I, that, you know. Right. I want people to feel good about themselves, yeah. But we like to make you feel we Jamaica tell you, you know, kind of my family. We make you feel like you a queen. You truly have, a queen. you have a fruit <laughs> laid out for you know. It's just yeah. the way I. Do. So to me, I'm grateful to take that spirit and bring it to my people who need it, mm-hmm. and bring smiles that people didn't think they deserved Just a simple smile, yeah. you know. We're yeah. happy, you know. It's yeah. a blessing.
0: You know? Yeah, and 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 I got a question because you were just talking about what you guys you know twenty twenty kept was kind of you know that you took took advantage of that with twenty twenty you know how it kept you kept us all in in a space and you 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 were created, um and I, just to talk about this law enforcement the thing you know talking about that humanness and one of the things I tell folks is uh, law enforcement it's up to them to do the heavy lifting. It is not up to, to the black community or those communities that don't mm-hmm. feel safe there. You know, it's, it's, it's up to the, and it actually is up to that individual officer.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not up to the police chief, not up to the deputy police chief. It's up to that officer that gets out the car and interacts. So, I mean, that's the, that he or she has to do the heavy lifting. And from my perspective, what the heavy lifting part is, You've got to be able to be able to demonstrate to this individual that you're interacting with that there is a human being behind this badge. Yes, and yes. That, that, so, you, that, that you have got to be able to be able to, I'm standing in this uniform, but if I interact with you in a way as one human to another, you're going to see my humanness, even though I'm standing in this uniform. That's up to you. Yes, And then and that's all, and when the officers do that and they condemn, because I know it works, because people, they recognize BJ. Even I'm in a uniform, they recognize BJ. They don't they don't that's just part of BJ's job. And so when you get to that point and you have those kind of relationships in the community, then I mean it's it's a wrap. Yeah. And but that but but those are individual interactions and remembering that we're all humans and we need to meet people where they are and it's yeah. just human. It's just human. So may I say one yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, please go right it. ahead.
2: I didn't want to miss a, a great point you made because you, you had me there when you described how what you would feel like having you come out of the car and you know pull me over or something like that. And <laughs> and I say the thing I realize in when I look at life and our society, especially when it comes to the, these conflicts with law enforcement, it comes down to two words, and that's a, a authority, right, mm-hmm. and offense, mm-hmm. right. And I'm not talking about offense by terms of the the what she, crime you committed, mm-hmm. but am I? I see the eruption always come from people feeling that you're not giving them the validation of authority, and then the offense of that creating the the who's more powerful: the individual officer or the citizen who is yeah. no longer, you know. And I think what we yeah. try to do is we strip citizenship from people, from Mm -hmm. how we bracket people into smaller groupings. We are stripping people slowly of the citizenship. We call them residents. We call them Mm -hmm. African-Americans. We call them all these different things that strip them from what's rightfully theirs, which is Mm -hmm. their authority within their citizenship. And until we return the, like, think about school. We don't teach law in school. If you ask most officers to tell you the law, you, you know, and you go back with them, some of them are just like shocked when you know the law
3: because mm-hmm.
2: we're not really thinking. So like I said, we can deal with the authority piece to it yes. and then deal with the not, like if officers can learn to be trained where they're not looking to be offended, right. then we would have a lot of escalation not go there. Yes. Because most times, most people are trying to go home beyond a movie's mindset <laughs> be that there's an African-American lurking who's going to shoot you if you let your guard mm-hmm. down. Yeah. that's usually a uh, made-up illusion. And that's the thing we like to address with our training is mm-hmm. the, those stereotypes, the things that were implanted in your mind yes. that made people so real that fear yes. and shame had to creep in before you made a human decision mm-hmm. in love, yes. right? And compassion, right? And so those are the pieces that we, we look to bring together is that we can help people really work through those things. Yes. That's what we to serve with what we do.
0: Wow. Wow. Man, I love it. This is awesome. I feel the love. I do that. You guys are just I mean, it's just a really good energy, you know, the you, the universe, the spirit that you guys have, you the belief, you know, that you know, you you know what, you know, God has put you guys here to do. You stepped into that and uh, you walk in you walk in that walk and um uh, I, I hope that's what, you know, you know, I'm doing. Harmony's helping me do my, 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 folks. So thank you very much. So the last question I want to ask, you kind of already answered it, but I want to just go ahead and just, I think I might have put it out there. So 2020, we, you guys lived through it, survived it. So who, who are you individually surviving or living through 2020? You know, who are you now individually and who are you collectively? <laughs> I don't know how Wow. Girl, I, <laughs> you kind of already answered it a little bit, Lizanne. Oh. You kind of answered a little bit. What centers me is like I keep giving myself grace that I gave birth to an okay. African-American male in a pandemic. So, oh, wow. you know, I wasn't, statistics said I wasn't even supposed to survive. Oh, wow. You know, child, I mean, I, I was considered a geriatric pregnancy. Because what? Advanced maternal age, like all these medical things that um, stacked up, my inequity opportunities to have to experience an inequitable healthcare system. Oh. Um, and so I made it out, right? So that's <laughs> my answer, and I'm like, honey, you had a baby in a pandemic. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's that, that's my first. <laughs> right? Can I can I do what Harmony was on it? Period. <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs>
3: You gotta do the. You gotta do it with your neck.
0: Period. Okay. Period. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go. I'm sorry, Jamaica. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to think, when I when I just give myself a moment with that statement, for me, I honestly feel like 2020 gave me a moment to show up and look back at what I've already done. So 2020 didn't change me, but it is introduced to me to to many other people. You know, so it's like, let me reintroduce myself if I need to, but I don't I don't need to change. But thank you for finding me. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my truth going into 2021. It's like I'm going to keep going. No excuses. You know, for me, I have a mantra. Don't let excuses get more exercising than I do. Wow. you know, because that happens a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the pandemic is a really good excuse to to do nothing, you know, to just quit, to stop. Yes. or do some internal work and heal. And so for me, it was like, wow, I have done a lot. Within five years, I've been a business owner for five years, thanks to this great guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I was working in community and this wasn't on my radar, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it just made sense to align with what I'm doing. In 2020, being able to slow down and pause, not travel so much, not going state to state, not (laughs) going to lobby days and meeting with senators (laughs) and the House of Representatives and to just (laughs) walk and say wow I'm still looking at videos that I've done of of talks and like I don't even remember it
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, just to say that you know just looking at the library of content I think that we were able to use the slowdown of 2020 as a means of kind of reframing we were going to slow down anyway because we were expecting and then the Mm -hmm. pandemic hit we started the year hard. We, we have a very rigorous schedule because uh, we do so much. So it has to be, you know, kind of right. you know, on top of it. But again, mm-hmm. we've been able to turn our family into the business. And I think mm-hmm. 2021 and what we know we want to stand. I don't after this, the way the world has been with a pandemic still going on, right. insurrection and, gratefully, a democracy that's doing its best to keep its formation. I am ready to fully step into my individual citizenship and fully take my, my name Mosaic started, I started a clothing brand with it years ago when I was the age of 14 years old. I didn't know what I was doing, had to learn, but now I'm committed to helping entrepreneurs like Shemekka, whether coming from community or looking at how did I make that transition or what we say pivot to something mm-hmm. new because my North star is saying I need to do this. And this current thing that I'm giving time to, Doesn't give me a a value or dividends of experience. So what we're trying to do is enrich people with language, and like I said, continue to be translators and help other people who can sit as conduits of translators between groups communicate. And even for myself, as the mosaic, I would say I'm God's living mosaic, meaning that I'm a lesson Mm -hmm. of my broken pieces made into the the best, beautiful presentation I can bring together. Though I'm standing here with pieces that were cracks, beat down the whole nine mm-hmm. and had issues with law enforcement, even with law enforcement within my family. Mm-hmm. Spending you know time with law enforcement in many um, intimate settings over the years. And then community leaders. And not only that, people who need to start realizing we're all responsible. It's not one group or force, enforcement is more responsible than the other. We yes. all start taking a responsibility mm-hmm. in how we show up as citizens, as society, as a community, when we're looking at because so many people will define their community so limited, and yes. we're trying to help people to bring those pieces together and stop mm-hmm. departmentalizing things and realize that everything's affecting everything, not just your department, not just the situation over here, but everything mm-hmm. is affecting each other. And mm-hmm. if we can get our young people who used to maybe sell a narcotic or all these things that have been criminalized in the 80s and all these different... Rules mm-hmm. that have rolled over and rolled over because we're living with so many things that were locked in from the seventies. Sometimes mm-hmm. like people stopped wanting the right laws after the seventies, mm-hmm. and gridlock mm-hmm. after you know the Reagan kind of people. Like everyone mm-hmm. stopped really. Everything came in slowly after that, and right. we have to realize that we have to fix those things. And hopefully, the, the current administration, because of their uh, seasonality, their boomerness within—I don't know if that's a boomer, but we're going to agree with a boomer. <laughs> He's at the the fur the boomer, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, <laughs> hopefully, comes with a wide enough lens and an administrative piece that will start that translation piece that we're missing within the the, the society. Because we're not, the, you know, when you start reading laws, you're talking about a whole nother Shakespeare. And mm-hmm. when you start to dig into the the reason why people pass the buck, I think we said earlier, right? People who go to meetings once or twice a month to deal with problems that happen. Anywhere from, well, this month, 28 days and next month, 30, you know, 30 days and then 31 days, you know, blah,
3: blah, blah. Like,
2: show you know, up to once or twice to fix problems that happen all the time, 24 seven. Yes. The people have to now get the medicine that they deserve to mm-hmm. heal their spirit to know that you, there's no, no more test that needs to be validated. You are the validatorian of your life. You can step up and now you have a voice to your society. And if you don't know how to do it,
0: We'll show you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. I know. I feel really good after that. I think you said you said something, I'm going to say, that, um, that everybody's kind of responsible. Everybody's responsible for stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would assume you, you're familiar with uh, the saying by Rabbi Abraham Joshua. And mm-hmm. basically, uh, you probably heard of, few are guilty, but all are responsible. Yes. So we're all responsible. you know. And I, and I heard that. I was like that. Oh, love, it, you know, because we we all are responsible for making things better. So I, I've enjoyed this, uh, and um, to my listeners, uh, we're going to have all the information that you can need and want to get in contact, especially those of you who are out there getting some work done and needing some capacity building. I think I definitely think these two individuals can help you, you know, move that in your community to the next level. If you need that, so we'll, we'll have all that out there for you so you can connect with them on, on, on whatever platforms and information. So that'll be available for you. So, and Mosea, thank you and so. Mosaic, thank you so much for being here with me um, and, and the kind words that you've given, given me to, to, to keep it moving.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, so I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully a relationship. It's, you know, whatever that looks like. I mean, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Um, uh, so whatever the universe says it's supposed to look like and whatever that manifests itself into. Um, you uh, I think an always talk, you know, whatever the steps are supposed yes. to be, you know, whatever that is. Um, so we'll do that. So, um, I know, um, Harmony, you know, she, she's, she's my little mini me. Um, and, um, the thing she likes best about me is because I buy her food and dinner. Always <laughs> so, a good time. Yeah, so I, I keep, so she's pretty cheap. I keep her fed. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Harmony, you got anything you want to say before we close out? Um,
1: I think that if you if you know me or if you have listened to any of these podcasts, you guys are are really speaking to my heart. So there's not really a lot for me to say or a lot to be said. Um, I'm just really glad that there are people out here that are willing to affirm other people's. Um,
3: existence
1: as being enough. Um, I think that it's, it's especially important right now at this point in time to know that you are enough. You're always going to be enough um, as you are right now. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be you know when your life is fixed or when you're together. Mm-hmm. You're enough right now in this moment. So I love that there are people that are out here preaching that and, and speaking it over folks. Because um, we, we, we're not in physical churches anymore, but that doesn't mean that we can't have church and it doesn't mean that we don't have the power to speak life over one another. So, so excited and so thankful for the work that you guys are doing um, and know that I am sending you guys all my love and light and I'm so excited to watch this continue.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You are brilliant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I am
1: hungry. Oh my! Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go
3: straight to bed after yes. this. <laughs>
0: I told you, man. More it's sponsor. all about yeah. It's like a little, look, look, like a little bird, just put some drops and ounce of red right there. <laughs> hey,
2: that's cute for a sponsor right there. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you very much to the, to both, and uh, I am brilliant. And thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. What you do glad that our paths have crossed, even though it's virtually, which is also again, really different. Uh, okay. so thank you so much for that. And, and uh, I look forward to getting to know really you better. Um, and, and, and continuing to stay in touch with your work. So folks as lo- I really appreciate you guys tuning in again to another episode for you and five of uh, as always, be safe, be well and peace.